The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. Thanksgiving Eve, even more important, three days away from the game. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by my good friend Matt Baxendale, the people's champ. All right, so... The game three days from now, we'll get into our predictions in a moment. Um, Ohio State still number two in the college football playoff rankings. No surprise. Released last night in Michigan, number three. Um, my question for you, sir. Now, I know there's a possibility the loser of the game can still make the college football playoff. Um, can that happen? Should it happen? Should the loser of the game get in? Can they get in? I mean, when we're talking about going to 12 teams, you know this is going to happen, and that makes me a little sick to my stomach, right? But at the end of the day, it's a total possibility. Winner is going to be in almost surely because they're going to win the Big Ten. It'll be a shocking upset either team losing in the Big Ten championship game. But think about it this way. There's a lot of ifs that could happen here, right? Are you telling me, let's say let, let's say Ohio State wins by a field goal at the last second over Michigan. Like, this is hypothetical. It's not a pick. That's just a hypothetical. So Michigan's only loss, which is to a number one or two team by a field goal uh, on the road, I should add. Is that not a better resume than, you know, a one-loss TCU if TCU loses a game? Is that not a better resume than, you know, whoever wins the Pac-12 and they maybe have two losses? Because if it's not USC, everybody's going to have two losses out there. Um you know, is that not a better resume than Clemson with one loss winning the ACC? I mean, Clemson stinks. I'd take both these teams over Clemson in a heartbeat. And that's your scenario, by the way, that I think might – remember a couple of years ago, Dave, where we won the Big Ten, but Alabama got in with a fourth seed over Ohio State as a fifth seed. It was just the committee had no faith that Ohio State would do well in the playoff because they watched our offense struggle. They watched JT Barrett struggle, and they said, no, Alabama has a better chance of succeeding in the playoff. Well, right now that shoe's on the other foot. Like, do you think Clemson would beat any of these top teams? Because I don't. So, isn't a Michigan with one loss on the road at Ohio State in a tight game a better resume and argument to be in over a one-loss Clemson? I could certainly make that argument. Yeah, and I, let's let's hope we don't go down this road. But Ohio State with a loss, if it's close, would have even a better argument, even though the game's in Columbus, because they would have wins over Notre Dame and Penn State. Um, we'll see. I don't even want to go down that road. I really feel like, yeah, I know it's not. I feel, I feel like Saturday should be an elimination game, and I'm here for it. I feel like it's like a quarterfinal game. It's for all the marbles. It's the de facto Big Ten championship game. Yeah, you got to go the next week to Indy and play the the JV champ. Um, I love it. It feels like a, a de facto quarterfinal game. So maybe the loser gets in. 
I say the loser will not get in, and I don't think the loser should get in. I, I agree with you. I don't like it, but there are scenarios where I can see it. And now, if TCU wins out and Clemson and USC win out, then I don't think the loser gets in, right? Um, I think we're going to have four teams from four conferences this year is my guess because uh, I think Georgia's going to beat LSU. Then you're going to have a Big Ten champ, either Ohio State or Michigan, hopefully Ohio State. I think TCU is sitting in a position where I think they're going to do it. And then meanwhile, you got Clemson and USC who can both win their conferences, major power five conferences with one loss. Okay, there's your there's your field to me. Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and either USC or Clemson. I mean, and honestly, I don't want to see USC. That's the team that scares me the most because of their offense. So, you know, at the end of the day, it should be an elimination game. You shouldn't be able to lose the game and, and then still get a chance to win the national championship. That feels dirty to me. Like, that just feels wrong. So I agree with you. This should be an elimination game. Whether it ends up being an elimination game, we'll find out in two weeks. Right. I mean, exactly. Whoever loses this game, we'll, we'll hope it's not an elimination game. But Yeah, I, we'll I, change I, our tune on Sunday if we lose by a field goal, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, we'll see. I mean, I really feel like whoever loses this game, if Ohio State loses this game at home. They don't deserve – if you can't beat Michigan I, I don't, at home, don't, you don't deserve to go. I, I mean, right? I mean – and I'm confident Ohio State's going to win this game, which leads me to my next point. All right, let's get our predictions out of the way here. I'm going 38-23 Ohio State. 38-23 Ohio State. Um, Buckeyes favored by seven and a half. I'm doubling that. Um, listen, I have I have respect for this Michigan team, but I think it's going to be a bad day for them coming here to the Horseshoe for the first time in four years. I like this matchup. I like the way Ohio State is focused. Uh, the revenge factor, the fact that it's in Columbus. Uh Good Michigan team, not a great team. I like Ohio State winning this game by 15. What do you got, Bax? I'm picking Ohio State 27 to 17. I, I think that Michigan's going to struggle to control the ball on the ground the way they want to. And I also think that it's worth pointing out that if Michigan loses this game, next time the game's in Columbus, there won't be a single player in the Michigan roster who was alive the last time they won in Columbus. So <laughs> – Obviously, that's a hell of a streak to see snapped on a team that's this good for Ohio State. But the bottom line to me is they're missing their top two tailbacks, at least at full speed. Blake Corum is not going to be fully healthy, even if he does dress. He's their whole offense. I don't believe that J.J. McCarthy can beat Ohio State over the top. I think he's going to try to scramble and make a dumb throw and have a couple interceptions in this game. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think Ohio State's just the better team. And... I think we've seen a lot of this talk about whether they can hold up in the trenches against Michigan to the point that they know that that's the conversation. And that's a good thing because there's a pride factor now on the line for Ohio State. So I'm picking the Buckeyes 27-17 right now. And I, I feel pretty good about that pick. I don't care if they win by one or uh, 30 or more. Just just get the W. All right. Um, so we're over there yesterday. Uh, Ryan Day had this quiet confidence about him very respectful of Michigan and the rivalry um but a, a quiet confidence about him that I just absolutely love nothing in particular that he said it was just and he was laser focused anybody who watched the press conference if you haven't get on our YouTube page mm -hmm. on get on buckhouse.com <clears throat> anywhere you can watch the the press conference laser focused yet still relaxed if that makes any sense you know what I mean you can be laser focused but kind of like tense like laser focused yet relaxed Love that. Then backs, we get the chance to talk to some of the players afterwards. All the questions are toughness, 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 toughness. Mm -hmm. Those last year, 
Kate Stover is asked by a reporter. So there's been a lot of talk from the outside about your guys' lack of toughness. What do you think about that type of talk? Kate Stover gives this guy a look that you don't want to get this look from Kate Stover. He goes, I don't give a shit what anybody from the outside says about our toughness. We know what we've got. And, man, I'm telling you, man, it just – I didn't even do it justice there. I'm, like, sitting there like, yeah, like, yes. I know you like that. I put that on Twitter, that quote. That's got, like, a, like a thousand likes. Like, yep. I don't give a shit what anybody on the outside says about our toughness. We know what we got. I, we're going to find out three days from now. But this Ohio State team backs – I have never seen an Ohio State team, and I don't say this lightly, <laughs> this focused and this pissed off. Think about it, Dave. The last time any of these guys beat Michigan was three years ago. Because you have to remember, this bum squad canceled on us in the middle of COVID. And then we got cocky last year. And I think that's how Ohio State's players look at it was. Mm -hmm. We got cocky, right? We dropped the ball last year. They didn't beat us. We dropped the ball. Mm. Well, guess what? They've been hearing it for a year, right? Remember we talked about the Clemson game um, in the playoff a couple years ago? And the whole year was focused around beating Clemson. Proving what happened the year before was a referee malfeasance that was driven by the SEC. A wrong had to be righted, right? And Ohio State went out and kicked Clemson's teeth in. Kicked them in. We all remember that game, right? We're not even that upset about losing the national championship because we beat the crap out of Clemson. Or to, to pull a cage stuff, we beat the shit out of them. So guess what? Ohio State's entire season has been leading up to this moment. Everything else is secondary. We talked about this at the Maryland game. None of that matters. We're 11-0 now, and the only thing people are going to remember about this season is this game. And the players damn well know it. They damn well know it. So, yeah, this is the most on point that this entire Ohio State program has been since that Clemson game two years ago. That is the entire mission statement for the entire season two years ago was to get back and play Clemson and smoke them. Well, that's where Ohio State's program is right now. They want to get back to this game and then kick Michigan's ass. That's the whole point of this season. So, hell yeah, I'm on board with Cade Stover's attitude on this one. I hope Ohio State goes out and drops 50 points on their ass. I'll settle for a one-point win. But this is their whole season. <laughs> this is everything that they have focused on is this game. And there's a little part of me, the crazy part of my brain, that's going, Ohio State is going to shit-kick these guys. But the rest of me is going, oh, Michigan's pretty tough. Now nah, we're a little concerned. I think Ohio State mentally is in the absolute right spot where they need to be going into this football game. So, Yeah. That's their whole season. The whole last 365 days has been them getting poked at in the ear. C.J. Stroud, you know what he's thinking about? Desmond Howard poking him on the Heisman stage about losing to Michigan last year. Hi, you spent your whole life to achieve something that very few people have ever been able to. you got to listen to this moron giving you hell about a football game. So guess what? Yeah, Ohio State's heads are where they need to be, and I'm happy about that. Wouldn't it be great if C.J. Stroud scored a touchdown and did the, the real Heisman pose? You know, for, those, for those that don't know, Desmond Howard's Heisman pose is not what the Heisman Trophy looks like. Look at the Heisman Trophy. There is no foot off the ground. Mm -hmm. There is no foot it's off the stretch. ground. It's and a stretch. Stupid Desmond Howard, because of that, everybody growing up think that's what the Heisman looks like. Look at the Heisman Trophy. That foot is not off the ground. So stupid is the best Stroud way I can possibly and, describe and, Desmond Howard. He might be the dumbest person on TV. was <laughs> a touchdown and does it the right way. Uh, does a little high. He'll, he'll, he's too classy. He wouldn't do it. I would love for him to do that. All right, both teams banged up at running back. You touched on this. Ugh. Blake Corum, I have no doubt Blake Corum's going to play in three days. Tough kid. He's a great young man giving out turkeys the other day. Um, great running back. Man, I have no doubt that his knee is banged up, and I fully expect him to play in this game. I fully do. 
I don't know how effective he'll be. I don't think he'll be that effective. We'll see. Donovan Edwards is dealing with a broken hand. He's going to play. Um, I'm sure he'll be fine. Ezekiel Elliott had a broken hand his entire 2014 season. Uh, Mayan Williams has a broken finger on his hand. Travion Henderson is banged up. Mayan Williams is banged up. He's <laughs> broken everything. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, he's got mine was been dealing with like a bruised knee all year. Now he's got an ankle. Quorum, of course, is banged up. Thank goodness for the Buckeyes, they have Dallin Hayden. Break it both down. Like, what, what do you expect from Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards health-wise? What do you expect from Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson health-wise? And give me some talk about Dallin Hayden stepping up. You know, it's an interesting discussion at the running back position, Dave, because this is the first time I can remember Michigan having two tailbacks that we took a real hard shot at in recruiting, right? Both Corum and Edwards were guys that were high on Ohio State's list. Edwards, you could argue, was going to be one of the two guys in that class, um, but he didn't want to hurry up and make a decision. So they went ahead and went with Evan Pryor and Travion Henderson because they were like, they're ready to go. We're taking them. But this is the one position group where I think that their talent-wise is every bit as good as Ohio State. Those are two really good tailbacks. That, Like you said, I think that Dallin Hayden's the – he's the difference maker here because Trevion Henderson right now is – you know, he's struggling with a bunch of different things. I expect Mayan Williams to come out and play because he's going to gut it out, but Mayan's not 100%. Donovan Edwards with a broken hand, that is a big issue. And here's why. You could make an argument. In fact, I will make the argument that after Ronnie Bell, he's the best receiver on that team. So if he has a broken hand, it's going to make it very difficult for him to be uh, as effective as he can be. I mean, he's a kid that they've, they've motioned out of the backfield numerous times this year and had out running routes. So that's going to hurt him. He'll be a good runner. But it's going to take away an element that he brings to that offense. And that's his ability to go out and catch the football in space and run routes like a receiver. And as for Corum, he's going to go out and he's going to work. But the reality is there's probably something pretty serious with that knee going on based on the way he came out of that game. If it wasn't something that – like there's no precautionary. They were losing to Illinois, right? This isn't a precautionary pull him out with like, you know, oh, we're up five touchdowns on Rutgers. They could have lost that game. This isn't precautionary. He's hurt. And if he comes out, it's, you know, I'll give him credit. I hate giving Michigan credit for anything, but the kid's a warrior if he plays. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's a great running back, and he's tough yeah. as hell. Yeah. I, I, it's weird because I have nothing bad to say about Michigan's two, top two tailbacks. And maybe okay. it's because of the respect Ohio State showed them in recruiting and the fact that we know they're good kids based on all the interactions that we've had with them. But, you know, the reality is right now the only team that has a healthy scholarship running back right now is Ohio State, and that's Dallin Hayden. And I, Honestly, if you're OSU, I think Hayden deserves a ton of carries. If, if Maya Williams is only partly able to go, then have him on a pitch count and give the ball to Hayden. You know what Hayden did? He ran downhill. Mm-hmm. And right, and this is the kind of game where, with all due respect to Travion Henderson, you have to run downhill. There's no dancing in the pocket. And that's not Travion's strength right now, especially with the injury he has. He's not a downhill runner right now. He's dancing and looking for holes. I'd have Hayden running the ball a lot for the Buckeyes in this game. He might be my top priority depending on the health situation, and we don't know that. We're speculating on the health situations here on all four of those guys, right? We can guess. We can take educated guesses. Right now, Hayden's the only one we know who is pretty much healthy. That's a big edge for Ohio State. I can't wait. It's surreal. It's three days from now. I can't wait to see my family tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Family, food, football, my favorite uh, – it's my favorite of the holidays. I love Thanksgiving. Family, food, and football. Um, and then we get Buckeyes and Wolverines two days after that. So three days away. Let me get you out of here on this. I'm going to ask you a recruiting thing. So um, Buckeyes get a commitment from Garrett Stover, Code's hmm. cousin. 
uh, from Big Walnut 2024 class. No surprise there from Big Walnut. Yeah. Um, no surprise got at a all. Deep commitment from Brock Glenn, 2023 quarterback. Again, I mean, like with Kyle McCord returning and with Devin Brown coming back, Dylan Rayola coming in 2024. I don't know if Brock Glenn was ever going to have a meaningful snap here. I wish him well. No. I want to get your thoughts also on running back recruiting. So Garrett yeah. Stover being a Buckeye. Brock Glenn decommitting, running back recruiting, go backs. Well, we clearly need another running back because, you know, there's another decommitment we didn't mention here. So well, I think yeah, this Fletcher. is – Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, let, let's – Fletcher was the guy that we had been targeting and had in the, the class now. It was committed for, what, six, seven months? And then, you know – and this is this is NIL coming in, folks. But, oh, well, you know, it giveth and it taketh away. Uh Stover, anybody with last name of Stover right now is on my good list coming to Ohio State. It's like the Homans back in the day. Anybody with the last name, like name Homan, I'll take them. Uh, it's like the Boses. You know, are there more of you? Please. Um, but yeah, right. then, yeah, well, seriously. Three Bosa brothers. Uh, no. Yeah, come on. There's not enough Bosa brothers There's out three there. Three Borens. There can be three Boses. You know, next time I see Mr. and Mrs. Bosa, I'll have to remember to tell them, uh, <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. Can you-, you did not procreate enough. One more. Good. One more. I'd have taken three more. Come on. Am I allowed to be greedy? It's not my body building these football superstars. I want three more. But anyways, the uh, you know the reality is right now, you're right on Brock Glenn. Like, he's a good player. He's a good prospect. Candidly, with how deep Ohio State's quarterback room is, this is a real problem we're going to run into. Because not only do you have Dylan Rayola, not only do you have the two excellent guys that are behind C.J. Stroud right now, but with the transfer portal, there is always the opportunity where there is another quarterback that could always pop in. And before anybody goes, well, Ohio State won't do that, I present you Justin Fields. So, you know, it, it's going to happen. Quarterbacks are a rotating uh, circus of who is going it's, to it, – it's musical chairs, right? you got to find a spot to start. There's only one everywhere you go. And I won't be surprised if Ohio State has kids that commit here, the intention of spending two years learning from Ryan Day. And if they're not starting, go somewhere to start right away because he's such a quarterback guru, right? That might have been Brock Glenn's plan then he eventually decided, you know, I might start at Florida State right away. Okay. So long story short here, the big question is going to be at running back. We need help at running back. That's the bottom line. I know we've got some good young guys. Obviously, Hayden, is, we just talked about. Travion Henderson still very young. Maya Williams has time left. Evan Pryor should not be forgotten about. It's a stacked running back room, but you can't go a recruiting class without a running back. As we've seen this year, injuries are a real serious problem. I mean, we're out our top three scholarship tailbacks potentially against Michigan. Tells you how important it is to have depth in that room. So hopefully Ohio State can go out. There's a couple names on the list right now. We've got a couple guys that we're, we're visiting and or we'll have visit here. But this is this is probably shifting into the top priority, I think, of this class is to get another good tailback in this group. And, you know, at the end of the day, Ohio State, every time something like this happens, and this was an Urban Meyer specialty, you know, you would you'd have a guy decommit and we'd all be like, oh, no. And then we just find someone better and be like, oh, all right, that worked out great for us. So, you know, in the world that we live in in college football, um, NIL is a real thing. Now we need to get a tailback to finish out this class. And uh, hopefully there is a super talented tailback somewhere in this country in the class of 2024 that, uh, or 2023, pardon me, that uh, watches Ohio State smoke Michigan this weekend and decides that's where he wants to play ball. Perfect way to finish the show. He is the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. Great stuff out of Bax. Thank you to Matt Baxendale. Thank you to all of you for tuning into the show. Appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Happy Thanksgiving, Bucknutters. Appreciate it. Go Bucks. Have a great day. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.